Welcome to Talking Tunes with these two goons. I am Alexander and Matthew Grant. We're not editing that out. Nope, absolutely nope. not. Uh, Thank you. This is another episode of uh, the Goons. Yes, it is. Talking with the Goons. Um, talking tunes with these two Goons. Before we introduce our guests, I just want to do a little bit of housekeeping for our listeners in there. Hey, sorry the episodes aren't coming out a little bit more frequently, but Alex and I both work full-time jobs. We have full-time activities. <laughs> yes. So just please, you know, maybe an episode every two weeks will probably be yeah, likely. Yeah. The we have a waiting list. Yes. We just- and we're going to get to all of you. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. Some people, we need to discuss these guests and scheduling them. It's going to be a while, but it will happen. <laughs> we're just busy and tired. Uh, I need to get some sleep. Right. Yeah. So anyway, let's introduce our, <laughs> our amazing guest yes. today. Yes. Ryan Canty. Hey. Yay. <laughs> I was so excited to talk about this. Introduce the album you brought to us. All right. So I am introducing Bitter by Michelle Indigayo Cello. And I will, it's, and for those of you probably like, what? Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will pronounce, try and pronounce it phonetically because I know super fans of hers will probably call me out if it's incorrect and I'm fine with that. Yeah. So it is first name, me, shell. So me, Emmy, yeah. shell as in Kant shell. <laughs> in, de, gay, e. Well, I, I say indigayo cello because I pronounced it all out. Indigayo. It's like indigayo cello. Indigo Cello. Yes. yes, that was that was the only part of her name that I couldn't get. Oh yes. no, I, I I haven't honestly. When people have asked me what album I uh, that we were reviewing this week, I told them it's an album called Bitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. So I think it just if you at least put in Bitter and her first name, it'll come up. You could just put in like Bitter album because that's what I did. Yeah, to, like, find, yeah. You know, if you want to Google search it, very true. Um, yeah. guys, quick spoiler alert. This album's brilliant. This it, it, we I really dug this album. I even told Ryan a uh, week before that we were recording this, we had our usual house team night here at Unplanned. And I told him like, oh, because I thought we were going to record uh, last Friday. Uh, and, no, we did, and we did it. Yeah. The scheduling has been yeah, off with this. It's been off with this. So I remember I ran up, to, I like walked up to Ryan and he was like talking to his team. I was like, I love this album. Like, I don't want to tell you more, but I just love it. And at first yeah. I was like, what? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That thing, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and this is her third album. She has 12 albums total. Wow. And she yeah. had an album come out last year, right? Yeah, Ventriloquism. It's all basically a set of, like, covers of some very popular and not as popular um, song, 80s, 80s and 90s R&B songs. Really? Oh. That sounds interesting. Yeah, that came out last... <sighs> year i think in the spring around this time i think yeah. i could be wrong but yeah wow okay so she's very she's still working she's still yeah she's, she's also not just thing. that she's still like she still tours every pretty heavily um she's a composer she really? actually i believe she's still scoring that doesn't the show queen sugar on own oprah's oprah channel really um so 
Am I good on the mic? Yes, you are good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, you're good yeah, on so the mic. Yes. I mean, she's pretty busy in between album releases because also yeah. I think if you take a look at her Wikipedia page, it's not she's not she's prolific, but not as like she does something every year. Right. There's usually like three to four years between albums. Yeah. So that yeah. doesn't surprise me that she's a composer because there is like some really awesome instrumentation. Really, yeah, really awesome instrumentation. Some really interesting, like complex, like. The, the arrangements on this are really interesting. Like she uses like some really unique kind of chords. A lot of this is in um, minor key, but like, man, like this album has an atmosphere to it. Yes. Like that is just like very unique onto itself. I will say this before we start to give you an idea of like what this album is like. The gentleman who produced this album yes. was a gentleman by the name of Craig street. And okay. he's produced um, the Katie Lang album, Drag. He's produced the Cassandra Wilson album, New Moon Daughter. Yes. And his most famous album that he worked on was uh, Nora Jones's Come Away With Me. And also, that's just not just him. She's, there's so many who worked on this album she's still, who she still works with to this day. Um, you know, there's Wendy and Lisa, who we know is like Lisa Melvoin. Lisa Melvoin. Am I back? Let me see. Wait a minute. Hold up. Wendy Melvoin, Lisa Coleman, aka Wendy Lisa, Wendy Lisa, who were, who were part of Prince's the new um, Prince's group, the Revolution. They're also wow. talented producers and songwriters. Okay. And I'm glad life. you brought that up. Yeah, there's they, a song later I wanted to ask you about. Right. So they, you know, they she's worked with them. Other people like Federico um, Gonzalez Pena, who was a part of Marcus Miller Band. Um, he co-wrote with her probably one of the most devastating songs on the album, which is the sex track "Full of Me." Oh yeah, we'll get um, into that. Yeah. So like, Ooh, yes. there's like. You know, there's like this deep well of talent, you know, that's in her, like in every album she does, she's like, yeah. she lists like this huge, like kind of like group of like people who are just extremely talented in their own right. I mean, Joe Henry, that's a Madonna connection because mm -hmm. he's married to Madonna's sister. Right, right. And Joe Henry also worked on like, he did the song Don't Tell Me for her like yeah. 2000 album, which is a big hit for her. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, there's Please so many goddamn people. And also, she's Michelle's a, a, a prince muse. When Prince mm -hmm. is alive, they yeah. work together often. That's really? A, yeah. Did she ever like play yeah. on one of his albums? Or? Quite a few. Really? That, the, she was uh, a session person. Oh, yeah. Um, wow. That doesn't surprise me at all. In fact, I mean, they had a huge falling out for some very obvious reasons with mm -hmm. early on, but they reconciled later on before he died. So it was pretty cool. Wow, that's that is, good. I'm glad to hear And that. also, I will since we'll I'll bring it up now. Not an obvious reason, but like she's also Michelle is also an out bisexual woman. Mm -hmm. And when her first album came out, very first album came out back in like 1993, that was unheard of. She came out publicly on TV. It was, I believe, it was an wow. Arsene Hall show. She came out. Wow. Her out first album came out. She came out like her. I think maybe her first album, two of her singles got played on BT, but after that, nothing got played on BT. No one song got played on BT for her second album. No two, but the, it was just such a controversy because they wouldn't, just wouldn't play any of her stuff. Right. Never have wow. to this day. Wow. I mean, there's like a whole, I mean, there's like, you could do research on it, but like primarily because she's not only because she's bi, she's also androgynous. Mm -hmm. Like she, if you listen to her interview, she sounds like a man. And if um, you weren't paying attention, didn't realize she was a woman, you would think she was a very short man. See, oh. that's funny because, like, I think her voice is very feminine. But her like, voice is—I I think so too. But her think, singing voice, anyway. Singing voice, yeah. yeah. But like, hear her speaking voice. I mean, it's very deep. I think the first time I heard her talk, 
I mean, I was like probably, this was like in high school for me. So I was like probably 17 mm-hmm. and it was on Arsena Hall. And I was like, you know, I heard her albums like, this is fucking amazing. We need to find out she was on, on and she's going to perform. And I wasn't paying attention. I was like, well, where's she at? Cause I all I heard him talking to a guy and I looked up and I was like, Oh, mm. and I literally was like, <laughs> I had to like rethink that. Cause I was like, Holy shit. So in a way she's a very, she's a, She's kind of a pioneer in that aspect. Very much like, a pioneer. I mean, she also is, it's weird. She's occasionally not all consistently done, but she's also credited with like the Neo Soul movement. Uh, we were gonna, yeah, Starting yeah, a year yeah, where like, yeah. for those of you who don't know Neo Soul, is like this movie that happened in the late 90s yeah. that was coined by Kidar Massenberg, who was like behind D'Angelo's first album. Yes. Like a lot of people like Jill Scott, D'Angelo, like. You know, Erica Badu, Maxwell. these are Maxwell, these artists who were kind of in this, Angie Stone, mm-hmm. who are in this very kind of like interesting mix of like doing, you know, it was R&B, but it wasn't just R&B, it was like funk, soul, jazz, hip hop, electric like this, pop. This album it was is that. Shit, and yeah. it's all oh, that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, so, so let's get into it, guys. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, the first song is an instrumental. Called Adam. Yeah. And I really dug this track. It's gorgeous. Uh, I really um, dug it. Because uh, it starts out with just strings, mm-hmm. just for like the first like, it's only like two and a half minutes long, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that long. It's a. It was of all. I mean, again, we all, Alex and I was talking about the opener. Um, <laughs> this was a. This was very unique. Yeah. To like, cause it like, lyric. I mean, cause it's the opening song and it's instrumental, so like it sets the tone of the feelings that this album. Yeah, going and to I feel like it, for some reason. I don't know why I compare. I didn't compare it. It just reminded me of another song that, like, an instrumental that opened up an album, uh, "Melancholy and the Infinite, Infinite Sadness. Sadness" from Pat, uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Pumpkins. Yeah. yeah, it reminded me of yeah. that instrumental opening for some strange reason, because it just had like this beautiful music to open up this whole album, as did "Melancholy and the Infinite mm-hmm. Sadness." So I just I don't know why I compared those two together but yeah just i mean for me a comparison with something an album came out after this years later was radiohead's um not i'm blank on the name but it was like the one after kid a amnesia Uh, i think was the one was like i think it was the one where they had the one video where it was like this weird animated video where it was like I don't know, it wasn't amnesia, but it was like it was called there. I think it was a there there. No, that's that's hell of a thief. Yeah, yeah so hell like that yeah. song, that me. that particular song when it starts out, it's just very much before he's Tom York starts singing. Mm-hmm. It, oh, the, no, I know. I'm thinking of there there. Yeah, the so it's like the, the very other. those very like maybe a minute or so of that yeah. reminded me of like just the general like kind of atmosphere and like sparseness. Of oh yeah. Atmosphere. And yeah. so it was just. I'm gonna yeah. try because I can't think of the title of that song. Yeah, in my head. So and I'm also like like how it builds, like yeah. how Adam? this song just start. No, yeah, Adam. Yeah. How it just starts up with small strings and like how like melancholy and the infinite sound. It just starts up with piano like do 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 do. Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah. And then how it just like as it goes on, more instruments come yeah. into the fold, and that's what I really liked about like. Um, Adam, because it has these really cool percussions. I even did a Matt Grant thing. I wrote down the exact time that it happened. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> yeah. I did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It, that like, is perc- so awesome. Percussion yeah. comes in at 125. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exact. I wrote 124. Ooh, but, you know. yeah. but, yeah, well. these the, these are very African-style drummings, too. Yeah. Yeah. It seems, it seems like that very sort of like... um. Uh, 
I can't remember the name of the drums right now. They're not bongos, but no, like they're. they're I know we're talking about like yeah. Con- yeah. There's like there's a mix of that, and I think she. This is one that she composed herself and put together. Yeah. I'm not sure who was involved in the actual performing of it, but this is her. Like she did this one. Like this is something like you can tell very much like her kind of singer thing is like she plays multiple instruments, but she's mostly playing guitar, bass, and right. drums. Yeah. And like, cause she came up through DC Go-Go. And if you know DC Go-Go, it's like that's hard hitting rhythmic African right. drums and like very oh, okay. powerful. Like, cause she grew up in DC. Yeah. So like that was her whole, like that's how she came up and like kind of, she kind of came through the ranks and she's on various different, like perform with different groups, but like it's heavy percussion, heavy drums and it's amazing, but it's very obviously signature to DC. Right. Yeah. And like, you can hear that influence in that first, like once the percussion comes in, you hear it. Yeah, but it's not like oh, the second I heard it, I'm like, oh, those are yeah, those and it's and I will also drumming. contend that this album, because if you figure out if there's a thing of melancholy and lost love, this was about her relationship with someone that she had like a long term relationship with, and they broke up, right? Oh, and it was there's basically your, yeah, yeah, I feel like that's a big theme in this album. Yeah, it's like yeah. just about like falling in love with somebody is dysfunctional. You know, like this whole if you play these songs depending on the order, you're literally basically imagining the like basically long-term disillusion of someone's relationship right yeah actually i'll get into that more on my final thoughts yeah uh, that i guys i busted out the ipad for this album yeah. that's how much i love it's, this it's a big deal it's a big deal yeah. when matt brings out the ipad yeah. and wow. it's been also the, go ahead alex no 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 no. i was just gonna i was just uh praising you and your ipad oh <laughs> um oh, by boy. the way the radio song was called pack like sardines in a crushed tin box so let's um <laughs> Whatever. No, no, yeah. <laughs> no, we clear the air on that. Yeah. Um, Everyone, a lot of people can go to sleep at night. Right. There you go. Um, so let's get into the next song, which is a big song off the album. Full of Me. And that was her most famous song from the album. It was in the movie Love and Basketball, which came out the next year. Oh, there you yeah. Go. Which was Sanaa Lathan and Omar Epps. This is a very classic movie for a lot of us who were of age at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's been it. the last the last scene where it's like double or nothing. Right. Where like they're obviously fighting where she, you know, her Sonalis's character Lathan's character goes in to fight for Omar Epps. Like she's right. like, This is what I want you. Yeah. He's very about to marry somebody. She's like, it's either me or her. And mm-hmm. they play ball to like Right. I yeah. That's it basically right. it was like I think it's like if she wins, he ends up with her. If he loses, it's that's it. And they, you know, they're playing, they're fighting, like the song matches to them playing. Right. And then she loses, and everybody. I remember I watched in the movie theater. We all lost our shit. Everybody's like, "No!" <laughs> and she gets it. She's like, and she, she's like, and she's defeated. Yeah. But she's like, but yeah. also at this point in the movie, she's like, "I'm okay. I'm gonna walk off." And then obviously we know they end up they together. together. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's like for me, it's the most. <laughs> so don't bother watching the movie now. <laughs> I mean, it's been out for damn near 19 years. Sure. Yeah. You're like, yeah. that's a thing though. Just like you know, it's been out for almost. 20 been, years, yeah. Yeah, 1920 20 years. This album, is, this album we're talking about is 20, 20 years. years old. It would be almost 20, tw- almost 20 years. August yeah. 24th was the release date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's what I have written here. But um, anyway, yeah. um, Full of Me. It's very, uh, there's a very, they, they sort of bring in these ambient, like sort of like warm tones underneath this very, very delicate piano progression. Yeah. And then this this voice that sounds like, honey yeah dripping, <laughs> dripping down a honeycomb comes in 
Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I never that's the first time I ever heard it. Like, yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, I was okay. about to say, like, I love the opening lyric. Uh, I remember when you filled my heart with joy. Was I blind to the truth? Just there to fill the space. Oh, yeah. Like that. Yeah, hits. and that, that hits hit you me. hard because yeah. you're realizing, damn, she's been cheated on, and she's just like, this is it. Right. But you think that's over, and you realize that you hear the song. Oh no, this person's just slowly realizing we're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And this like this is a. Ooh, it's painful. It's a very sad breakup song. Uh, know. yeah, I will say this. Anytime I've like when people have like I know friends who've done breakup mixtapes over the years. <laughs> oh, that really? one is always the first <laughs> or the last song of that. Just be like here. I feel like anytime that's you, the saddest thing I've ever heard. Or like <laughs> yeah, I feel wow. like any people have used to do that when I was like, especially when I was in grad school. That was a big thing when people were like dating. They were like they were over. They would put together a mixtape, mm. and this is always a song on. A mixtape, but someone was clearly gonna break up, or they're mm-hmm. preparing to break up with somebody. Listen, my yeah. friends have listened to the song. Right. I was like, "Yeah, I mean, given that this <laughs> album is about a relationship that's fucked up and taking forever to end, right. yeah, this makes all the sense in the world." But what's funny is that I know people who listen to the song and don't aren't don't really pay attention. They're like, "Yeah, it's like a sad song." I'm like, "Do you realize that once you listen to the album, like this person, I mean, the person, because it could be anybody, but it's really her, like." She's done, but still stays with the person. Oh God, yeah. yeah. We'll get yeah. That's another this, like yeah. overarching theme. Like this whole like one of the themes that I picked up on this album is that this relationship is falling apart. Yeah, and clearly needs to end, but it won't end on both parties because neither one will let neither like, one will walk it's away. It's very heartbreaking. Um, but there's also like I want to say this too. Like there's um. At one minute thirty six seconds, there's these really interesting instruments that come in. I believe it's a violin. I thought I heard a clarinet in there. Oh, like, but like I wasn't like the instrument. Um, you know, it might be electric bass. You think it was electric bass making that sound? I mean, yeah. it could be electric bass. It could be like it could be a combination of electric bass, violin. Because I mean, I feel like there was a lot being used with the strings to sound like other right. for me other other instruments. Like I thought it was a clarinet, but I was like, I don't think so i it think it sounds was definitely like a clarinet yeah like, <laughs> but i feel it was just how just how how complex the strings okay. are being used if you think it's a clarinet call <laughs> us at 1-800 talking tunes you don't think it's a clarinet right and you don't win a, call us you win a uh you win a you win a prize and it's a or prize. actually what i might do is i might just send might just have this in tweet to her and ask like and full of me like is this the actual like is this are you playing was this clarinet are you this close point? with her like that no i follow her <laughs> look if she followed me on twitter i would fucking die <laughs> olivia mon follows me on instagram guys so. olivia mon yeah really i mean since we're doing this um ava duvernay follows me i think on twitter. oh okay no wow. no no i think i don't know I, I realized i was checking i was like oh she follows me and i was like i don't know why but i'm like i'm not gonna say anything rude right so right. but yeah. yeah but like it just was just like, you know, a lot of people realize like randomly a lot of people follow each other and you're like how right. did this happen? Yeah. But I don't ask questions. But no, I think <laughs> I, I might because I'm I'm just I've always been curious because I couldn't tell the difference. Mm-hmm. Like I thought I was a clarinet, but also I've listened to it on different later like later yeah. things and it's not. I'm not right. sure. Yeah, I couldn't tell. I think <laughs> yeah. I, it sounds like a clarinet to me. <laughs> right. So I'm not sure, but also like yeah, if it's not a clarinet. Matt hates the song. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done forever. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this song clarity. fades out so beautifully. Yeah. And another thing I really liked. Like a, go ahead. I'm sorry. Another thing I liked about it. Um, thank you. Uh, was uh, from what I noticed, um, especially giving you to listen a couple hours before we're recording this. Uh, there's no like real like transition from verse to chorus. No. No, and that's what I kind of dug about it's it. Very jazz. Yeah. Very kind of like um, not structured. Yeah. You know. Um, but I mean, don't get that's not a like dig at jazz. Yeah. No, it, no. It, no, it's not a dig at jazz. It's not a dig at this song. It's just that it was very natural sounding. Yeah. Like the way that um she did that. Yeah, they went into that stuff. Yeah. I, I do want to say, like, this song, like I said, this song fades out so great. But, like, does it, that seems like a bit of a lost art, the the art of fading out a song. You know what I mean? Especially, like, I mean, like, the, the great, like, songs that have amazing fade outs. Like, the first song that comes into my head is Hey Jude, you know? Yeah. But, like, like a lot of songs kind of, especially now in modern pop music, which I know comes with its own kind of things. But nobody really like, like nobody fades out their songs anymore. They just end suddenly. Yeah, and like it's kind of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, or they do. It's like mostly you don't hear it in like what you hear on the radio because yeah. like it feels like things are constructed for pop music. Where you just you have to have that hard hitting last couple seconds, right? Damn. And things don't just like organically move from song yeah, to song. Yeah, like and yeah, that's like I think that's kind of sad to me that like because there is like a, there's something to be said about it. Just sort of like floating away into the distance, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know. I just, when I was listening to that and listening to this beautiful fade out, that's just the thought that popped into my mind about yeah. So listen, musicians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah, like... Yeah, I don't think I noticed that much. Uh, the the fading out. I can't really think of anything like... Can you imagine if like, Hey Jude just ended suddenly though? Like... No, 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 no. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you see Paul... I saw Paul live a couple of years ago, and like when he did it, of course, it's like he ends with like a, the big rock and roll "Hey Jude" kind of thing. But like, yeah. <laughs> but like, there is something like really beautiful about like how that the the horns in that song build up. We're talking about "Hey Jude" now, <laughs> and like, yeah. and then like it just sort of in the violins and the things stream in, and it's yeah. just like a celebration, and then the party just walks off into the distance. And yeah. It's just, and There's no way you can do that live. I'd be in... That would be I, I'd be intrigued if yeah. someone faded out. <laughs> if Paul McCartney never was like, okay, bye! <laughs> While well, he's live on stage. But let's move to the next song. Does anybody else, does anybody else have any more points about um, Full of Me? Though? No, I'm... Yeah, I will say that, yeah, it is probably, for me, the most devastating song on the album. I think it's just... if. You, people are looking for songs like what's this album about that song right there it comes with the entire album point. like you don't even have to go to anything else you're just kind of like oh this is where we're going right like it's like that kind of melancholy and sadness and depression and just frustration it's oh, yeah. all in there yeah this is a gold star by the way yes gold star. Um, oh yes uh the next song is faithful which is co-written by her collaborator David Gamson, who was an actual producer for Warner Brothers. He was a staff producer. Hmm, really? He worked on her first two albums, but Maverick Records decided between the f- second album, Peace Beyond Passion, and this one, they wanted her to be even more commercial, so they felt that he wasn't doing this. They fired him. Oh, wow. really? And they not only fired him, but they would not let him produce the third album, this one. This one. But he got a co-writing credit for Faithful. Oh, okay. But well, like it just they they were just like they decided, well, we want you to go on a more commercial route and he's not gonna do it. And she fought and they were like, No. So but right. he got a he got a co-writing credit. Oh okay. he's a whole producer in his own in his own right. I mean, 
I don't know if you remember the eighties group Scritty Politti. I've heard of them. He's no. one of the members. He's oh. one of the founding oh, members. Really? Huh. He was, you know, he's done work with him. He's worked with Shaka Khan, Katy Perry, Kesha. Yeah, um, so a lot of people. He's busy. Yeah, another yeah. person. Also, he went back to producing like after that. So he's been doing, been producing independently. But yeah, they've been longtime collaborators, and like he popped up on this album as a co-writer, Faithful, Faithful, which is another really good song. Right. Oh, yeah. The song is. It seems like it's a song about being a cheater. Yeah. At least that's what I got from it. Uh, beautiful <coughs> piano and guitar. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, you know, it's going to, again, it's going to be a, a theme that the instrumentation it's, it's is really good. <laughs> right, right. This album is so well produced, in my opinion. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, like, that's like just the first thing I gravitated to is just the instrumentation, but like, fully like taking the lyrics. This whole album is just like full of just like sad lyrics because it's just about this tough thing. And it's confessional too because she's Mary. not just talking about her partner. She's talking about the shit that she's done. Right. Yeah. Like there's songs near you become pretty cool. It's like, oh, it's not just your partner. You fucked up too. Oh, right? yeah. Like they're yes. coming like there's actually the one after this will Satisfy? probably be, yeah, yeah, where like you can tell like, wait a minute, you're talking about fucking somebody else. Wait, hold on. Oh, yeah. Right. And you're like, oh, 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 oh. This isn't all about the other person. Yeah, it's about I've you fucked also. up too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. it's pretty. But Faithful yeah. is, yeah, the lyrics in Faithful to me was six. Obviously, it's like, I hear voices and I can't seem to be alone because emptiness is all I've ever known. So that means you, <laughs> you're dating, so you've been with somebody and this is how you felt the entire time. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, Jeez, I, like even this like opening line, like, I think it's like my daddy made no excuse. I believe my lies are truth. Ooh. Right. Yes. Who cannot relate to that? Uh, I believe my lies are truth. Right. Especially with when you're with yourself, you just keep saying like, oh, no, 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 I'm not fucking up. You know, the other person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The other it's person. It's their fault. I'm not doing fault. anything wrong. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh. Jesus. I mean, I don't think wow. she, Michelle doesn't get enough credit enough for being a talented songwriter. Like she really, yeah. Like her stuff is so damn good. Like you can't. It's hard for me with someone listening to music. I'm always interested in songwriters and singer songwriters and like what they do because yeah. I feel like that usually equates to really good instrumentation. Right. Even the person doesn't play play an instrument, but they have a, such a good idea of chords. Like we can talk about someone right now, like Beyonce with her Homecoming album, that whole live album. Yeah. Like you take away the performance of it, that's some really damn good. Like the music, the how it sounds, like the lyrics, like that's yeah. so on point and so like present. And Michelle does that too, but like she doesn't really get as much respect for her writing as she does her instrumentation. Well, I, I, part of that is because her instrumentation is really, 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 really good. <laughs> yeah, really, yeah, really yeah. good, but also it's, extremely. It's, it's almost distractingly good. Right. Yeah. Like, but it's really good, but it's also extremely complex. Because if you get into her later album, she does a whole. There's this one album called Haditha, and I'm, I missed this, the full title, but like it's basically this like experimental jazz fusion album kind of like my what miles davis would do mm-hmm. and there's like wow. whole pieces that are like damn or 10 minutes long right and it's just instrumentation <laughs> well wow like, like maybe rare vocals but it's also an album that pisses people off oh, because yeah. it's so difficult for people to listen to because oh it's like, you have this to, is like this sounds like like a uh, like a passion project kind of yeah thing. like there's yeah. A, there a couple albums after her i think it's love song number one which is 2005 i think there's there's between, there's cookie anthropology right after this the one there's cookie and the anthropological anthropological mixtape oh. and then there's like one there's like an album that comes out 2005 and I can't remember the full title of that then like Haditha comes out right after there was this period where she's just purely doing this experimental jazz sound and like 
you know, fan fans or who are like fans of work kind of like, I can't get in this, what is it about? And she just literally just, I'm playing really just experimenting and challenge, but pushing my own bounds. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, like you get to Hadith's, there's like this whole like five to 10 minute long, just these jams or the jazz. There's, like jazz. Like there's a song like, there's stuff. a song yeah. very much like that later on in the yeah. album. But um, it's just like, yeah, but like with faithful, it's like, it's just for me, it's like you, you're literally laying yourself bare where it's like, you know, I'm telling myself that I'm not, there's it's the other person, but really I'm refusing to look at me. Right. Like oh. I'm also part of this. Yeah. Like this lyric right here. She says, when I touch myself, I think of only you. And when I touch someone else, no one is faithful. I am weak. I go astray. Right. Holy shit. Right. There's, a, <laughs> there's a really great R&B style guitar solo. Oh, there's so many good guitar yeah. solos on Oh, and this. also I forgot to know, she, a lot of her first two albums, which led to the third one, though, people, a lot of critics said it kind of departed from that. There's a very strong religious, kind of religious, but religious and secular kind of thing going mm. on. She's Muslim. Oh. Okay. So in her first two albums, it was very much more prevalent. But yeah. this one is less so. But like, there's just thinking about the hearing the lyrics, like you know, touching someone else, like this forbidden touch of flesh. Like, there was something, yeah. In one of the songs later, there there was sort of like I did sort of make a a reference. To, I think I wrote something about that. Like her general, like her, you know, being Muslim is such an influence. Yeah. Throughout a lot of her work, even though it's not the later we go into her other albums, not as present, but it's still very much there. Like, it's just also, like, obviously her second album is, like, this very kind of, like, battle between, like, Christianity. That, cause I don't think she was fully a Muslim yet. Right. I think she was very much on her way then. But, like, by this album, she's very much there. I think we found ourselves a super fan, Alex. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you I have a, a little me. bit of a hint of that you like this artist. I mean, you yeah. can ask me how just, many times I've casual. seen her since. Uh, I put, that's the question I wanted to ask. Uh, you've seen her live. Many times. Really? What, what was the last time? Like? What? Well, why don't you guess how many times I've seen her since her in her entire career? A hundred and ninety-three. No, <laughs> it's like a deadhead. No, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I um. have seen her with all her performances between ones I can get to, from like her first album to now, like thirty times. That's wow. that's still a lot, and that's it's just, still this is, cool. You hear I'll, that, Helen Wheelie, <laughs> Ryan Canty, got but you this beat. is also <laughs> over like you know, first album to like twelve albums were like. You know, I was first. I was ninety three. She toured, and I was obviously at home. And like, I convinced a friend and my parents. Well, they'll probably won't hear this, but like, I was like, <laughs> going up for a weekend to hang out with her, like to go on like a trip, the college trip. And we went up and saw her perform. Yeah, nice. <laughs> uh, so like, so cool. when I was in college, anytime she was in Cleveland, I would go see her perform. I would skip class if she was in D.C. We would watch a drive. Where fans would drive down or New York. Yeah. And you know, I'm definitely not giving this to my parents because I don't want to not skip a lot of class in college. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like especially yeah. when she when I was living in your city, it was like that was where like I was constantly. Anytime she was in D.C., New York, Boston, I would go as many times as I humanly could. I was yeah. like. You know, rescheduling work if I could. If, it was, if she was on, if she was there, she was performing in Boston on a, like a, a Friday night. You know, I, I was teaching at that time. I would conveniently have to not be there Friday because I'd be getting on a train <laughs> to go see her. Right. Because by the time I got to teaching, it was three. I have to rush to Midtown and catch a train to Boston. She's going on in 10. That train's always going to be late. Why not just miss a day? Yeah. So, and go up and so see her and make it a weekend. You are. 
you're basically like, I don't care if I get fired. I'm well, I mean, going I never to did, but like, I mean, I would always time. That's her, like, a super fan. Yeah, I mean, she when she flew awesome. to Los Angeles, I would fly out. Like if I right. knew it was coming, wow. if it coordinated, if it cor- if it coordinated with like if I was off during break. A lot of times she was, I would go to see her in LA. She was, it was in the summer, so wow. I was off. So yeah. I'd be like, oh, she's performing at these dates in July in Los Angeles. Why don't I make it a, a, a vacation for me? Right. I'm uh-huh. getting paid. I'm a teacher. I'm getting paid during the summer, so it's not a big thing. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. I would go out and see her. Point, make a week out of it. That was my vacation. That my vacation so was cool. seeing her. That's awesome. That's that is still something I've never, I've yet not. I can't word the sentence. Sentence. That is not something you have not felt the need to do. No, yet. not need. I have not done yet. Like go outside of Pittsburgh to go see a band or an artist. I've done that a couple times. Like with who? I did it with Queens of the Stone Age. Ooh. I um did it with Nora Jones. I did it with. It was somebody else, but I was really high, so I don't remember. Yeah. I mean, I've so, done it with her, like Esperanza Spalding is another one. Um, I'm a big fan, like when D'Angelo was performing, I saw him quite a few times outside of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, I when, I was, get, I when I was in New York City, it was like that was such prime to see anyone. Oh, yeah, like just like old, like when CBGB's was still open. Acts would go there, but I would all be like, I would just be there, right? Oh, yeah, and always a lot of artists would do like really small, like really intimate venues. So, like, I could be randomly. I remember one time I was randomly walking with a friend, a couple friends in Harlem. We walked past this like little bar, and Jill Scott was randomly performing. Randomly performing, Jill, Jill Scott. She was just there. Like, mm-hmm. we didn't know who I was for. She was just there. But we were like, uh, let's <laughs> Hello, go in. Jesus. We walked in. It was very intimate. Like, things like that. Wow. That's so It's just cool. so why I miss New York City so much. I don't miss paying the shit ton of money I paid for rent. Oh, yeah. And, and it wasn't even, it was it was expensive when I was there. Like, now that yeah. I think about my apartment I had in the Bronx, is like probably the the area itself is going for probably average now two to three grand a month. Jesus Christ. I was paying oh. one grand for my apartment then. Wow. And I was like, New York. I was there from like, <laughs> listen, you need to, you need to And I was down. in my apartment, in my, at the time, my apartment was Jesus well below Christ. market level. Like, I was paying $900 a month for it. But I got it. And when I left, it was a grand. And then I found, I thought, randomly, I thought a year, a couple years ago, I was like, maybe I'll go back. And then went to see how much apartments were in my neighborhood. 1,500, 2,000, 3,000. I'm like, really? God, to be that rich. Northern Bronx? To be that rich. I I don't. But also, it was like, it was also my neighborhood. like, if you look at a map, it's way up on the two train, Pelham Parkway. You know, I was next door to the train, which is really not prime real estate. Right. But yeah. because New York City, you're, it was just the fact that it got that far up. Right. Yeah. I was so shocked. I'm like, a friend of mine, one of my best friends still lives there. And like, she lives in her apartment after I moved. She moved a couple blocks over. There's yeah. this other prime area called Brox Park East, where it's just all parkway, just parks, beautiful parks. And it's hard to get an apartment that she got one. She's like, yeah, like I have my apartment and paid like this is how much I'm paying now. And she's like, the next building over for her where she lives, they're charging two grand for two bedrooms. Jesus. That's, mm, that's actually, uh, there's some apartments in Pittsburgh that are pricey like that. Well, I mean, there's yeah. like whole last Squirrel Hills, like th- any apartment in Squirrel Hills, like damn near 1500 and more. Right, right. Jeez. A month. But anyway, yeah. let's get off of retail. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a music podcast. Yeah. This, this is a music yeah, podcast. We have to make yeah. time for the Does retail wanna, podcast. Does have anything else to say about Faithful? No, um, I'm good. All right. Yeah, yeah let's I think move I'm on to. Too. I would say if you hear, just listen to it. It's amazing. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, let's go on to Satisfy then. Satisfy. This has a really jarring is the word I'll use. Opening because yeah. it comes in like a like a Nine Inch Nails song. 
And then yeah. like yeah. and then it then it goes back into like the, the Yeah, it has like electronic R&B. drums like in the distance. Right. And yeah. it's like running at you. Like it literally reminded me of um Starfuckers Incorporated from Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> I was like, what are what is same this? exact song? <laughs> yeah. It's the same thing. So but like it's not that's not what the song is like at all, but like it comes at you like that and it's kind of jarring, admittedly. The Fragile came out that year, I believe. Um, yeah, nineteen ninety nine. Right. Um, again, these strings are incredible. Yeah. Um, there's a great lyric. Alone, I am never, but I am. I am but one of many. Yep. Wow. <laughs> very no, it's beautiful. It's yeah. very empowering and hopeful. I think I added. I think I wrote down. I was like, I am but one of many, and you have so that I may see freedom, Mrs. Mockery. Right. Oh, wow. Again, oh, it's like this is what she does not get credit for her songwriting or singing or at all, really, or singing either because people dismiss her because she doesn't have this very long, like, very, this very brassy, loud voice. It's very kind of quiet and silent. Yeah. Like, and also, you know, she was also nominated for Grammys 10, 10 times throughout her career. Never won. Never won. Well, but you know, it goes to show you once again yeah, how stupid, stupid these but, assholes uh, who do that shit. Yeah. It I don't want to get into it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> screw the Grammys. But yeah. um, <laughs> we, we uh, Alex and I, uh, maybe Ryan, you're not, on one of our podcasts, we t- completely tore the, tore the Grammys a new one. Yeah, it's just a bullshit thing. Mm-hmm. But um, what do you think she's trying to say with this song? Because, like, when I was listening to it, like, for, like, uh, I think the second time, I just, like, nonchalantly said, like, is this about sex? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think this is, like, about sex? It's about, se- I think for me, I took it as, like, it's about, definitely it's about sex and pleasing the point person you're with. Yeah. Right. But it's also about just emotionally, spiritually being pleased by the person you love. Yeah. Right? And also, if you really listen to the lyrics, she's saying this about, it seems like it's about her being satisfied with being with her partner, this case or girlfriend. But you think about it, you start to really listen to you really like, no, you're saying freedom is mockery. You're also talking about pleasing someone else. Mm-hmm. That's not your girlfriend. Also, since we know they're like, this is about a relationship that's falling apart. She probably knows her girlfriend's fucking somebody else. So how does yeah. that make her feel? And but, what's really going on beneath that? And see, like, this is like about like serious stuff. But like the chorus has a little bit of funk to it. It's kind. Of, it's very catchy. Only you satisfy me. See, see, yeah. we told Ryan before we recorded. <laughs> yeah, we do is. sing parts of this. Yeah, but like that was one. Now, like I was like thinking about like, wow, I really dug this song. And then like when I'm reading these lyrics, I was like, oh yeah, like this chorus just has like a little bit of like funk to it, and that's kind of a thing I kind of like in some songs where they they add this kind of like danceability to like. A serious thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. also, I will say, I believe they were backing her for this album. I'm not sure. There's this group. You know who the Roots are, right? Yeah. Of course. And they have, like, different... They had different, like, side artists that work with them. Right. They're Illidale right. Half, like, the collective. There is this duo called the Jazzy Fat Nasties. They were two <laughs> duo, like, two-person group, two women. Mm-hmm. One black woman, and I think the other one was, like, um, Afro-Latina. They were, they used to do, they did background vocals for her first, Michelle's first two albums. Yeah. And they have very distinct voices. Like yeah. Really kind of like, you're like, it's, it, at the time, it wasn't like anyone else. And I believe they were, I want to say they were backing this song. They did the vocals for this before their first album came out. And I'm blanking on the, the, the name of their first album, but like, 
hearing the hearing the vocals because obviously it's her but i feel like i'm hearing them i was hearing the two of them in there too mm, yeah. um i'll have to i have to remind myself to send you a link to like their album yeah because like it's very just very signature very distinct voices what are they called? What, what's the what's name of the album yeah what's the name of the um well the group is called the jazzy fat nasty that don't Jazzy have, fat. I love that. I name. don't have my phone with me because I don't have the name of the album. So like anybody name. out there who's interested in it, check out Jazzy the Jazzy Fat, fat Nasty. Just yeah. another thing, like I don't, I've never listened to the Roots. The roots really? Are amazing. Yeah, dude. I've They're... never checked. I've always wanted to, but I always just forget. Like, there's like a couple albums I like. I've heard that like they're like essential, like right. hip hop albums. Yeah, like, they're, the, I mean, their whole. Their whole catalog is bar none amazing. I right. know that like I want to say that she's Michelle's working them in some context. Yeah. If they if they if they if she hasn't, I'm sure the general respect of who she who who she is is like they know her and it's like yeah. general respect back and forth. Because I mean, she's talking in interviews about just people she's like admiring and she's they've come up. Right. Yeah. Well, you the know? roots the roots are like in a weird way they for like the last. I would say the last 15 years, they've been like a real big, uh, they've been like a real big, um, like the backbone of hip hop in a weird way. Um, like they, like, like, yeah, sort they, of. they've like, I don't like, they have a weird, I mean, everybody knows the roots because they're the, they're the band on the tonight show. Right. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but like for as far as what they're, but it's like, there's, it's so funny. Like the place they have in our, in our zeitgeist. Cause like everybody knows who they are, but not a lot of people probably actually listen to their music. Yeah, pre yeah. give them being, being on Jimmy right. Fallon. Yeah. Right. They it's have amazing how- music. Like I mean that was they were a staple for me when I was at Oberlin in the nineties, mid nineties. Mm-hmm. Cause they were like their albums where they were just starting to come out when I was in school. Right. Yeah. Like I think by the time I was out um, which I'm blanking out on the album that really that really put them on the map. They were on the map but like really I think it was called The Come Up no, no, yeah, I think there's it like was, a, it's like there's a one up, album that's remember. like one of their like most praised albums. It has like this famous like photo of like the police chasing a black man. Yeah, that's or? the one that Erica Badu is on. Like yeah. she does a she she's guesting on one of those songs. I'm blanking out on the album. Yeah. And I apologize to all my friends from Oberlin and Columbia who are Roots fans. <laughs> Please don't things fall beat apart. My ass. Things yes. Fall, yes, okay, yeah. Yeah, things fall apart. Chinua Che title of a Chinua Achebe book. Who's okay. an African author? That's I really like the only Roots album I've actually listened. To. Yeah, they've done like they've done ones some a few before. I do after. really want to? What was the other one? Yeah, the I remember one like, they did in two thousand two. It's I'm gonna butcher it called, uh, Foreignology. It has probably their most famous song on there. Um, the Seed two with Cody with Chestnut. Cody Chestnut. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a song on like uh, the unplanned playlist that talking like, about I, comedy. I just found out that like. I found out like months ago that it was a root song. I was like, I put my thing in a book. Yeah, that's the seed. Yeah. yeah, that's the seed. Yeah, yeah. that's the seed. It was a really, oh, that was a really catchy song. So guys, check out the roots. I think you'll, <laughs> I think you'll dig them. Yeah, but like, that's the cool all thing all about this, this whole album because yeah. it's like making us talk about other artists. No, that, that's like, what we do like anyway. The, yeah, definitely other also yeah. artists that like have respect for her that she yeah. respects. Right. Very. It's not just a. I respect what it's you, but like I love who you are yeah. and what you represent, and yeah. that's also very clear. She, 
Michelle is very big for big upping other people. Oh, that's yeah. she, she's worked with so many damn. She people. learned that from Prince. So I mean, I mean, yeah. also she was doing it herself, just in general, just who she was. People once she was out in the scene, people knew wanted to work with her. I mean, her career has gone like all kinds of tangents. Not just this; she's done some amazing house music remixes. There's a DJ she's worked with called Miguel Miggs, okay. who I will have remind I remind myself to send you that link. But like, she does a couple songs with him. Um, Basement Jack. She does this really sultry, damn near. I think it's like nine minute song. Really, it's fucking amazing. Again, I have to remind myself to send this to, to both of you. But like, it's just <laughs> people. I think with for me, I look at it as like musicians who really are talented and who are really good work with like minded people. Yes. So that's why she, you know, worked with Squiddy Pilly through David Gamson, Shaka Khan. She's worked with Ooh. Prince. She's done work, obviously. You know, she's worked with um, print, I mean, different musicians, like people. She'd show up on like albums. You're like, what? <laughs> you're on that one? Yeah, you're playing. You know what the funny playing? thing is? When you guys hear, when anyone who goes out there and listens to this album, when you hear her sing, you're going to swear to yourself that you've heard this voice before. Yeah. And you probably have. Yeah. yeah. Um, but can we move on to the next song? Because yes. the next song is my favorite song on the album. Bitter, yeah. Yeah. Um, this song opens up with this beautiful dueling uh, dueling acoustic guitar thing that's just gorgeous. You push me away literally is the opener the opening lyrics to this song. Yeah, bitterly, yeah. Yeah, and then like this 12, 12 string guitar comes in. There's a French horn, there's some violins. I think that this song is about the ending of an abusive relationship, but not like but it's not done in a way where it's like this abusive relationship is over. I feel empowered now. It's more about this relation. This abusive relationship has ended, but I still feel terrible about it. And yeah. I'm still not leaving. Right. Because uh, yeah. the person, because you think they're going to leave now, doesn't leave. Yeah. Because yeah. we're still like this, the rest of the songs, you're still like, you're still going through almost as look at it, these stages of like denial. Yeah. Acceptance that it's really over than actually leaving right yeah. it's it's this song is a gut punch to me yeah. i mean like and i, I tell like, everybody wow. this is the quintessential breakup album this is the album i was listening to when i was dating somebody in grad school who i was engaged to be married to mm-hmm. and i was being cheated on but he was cheating on me with multiple people Jesus. and i would not leave because i was like at the time i was like well i don't want to leave because he's also gaslighting me he's like you know i felt bad about leaving he's like but you still love me but it was like it almost like every single song i could point to some point in that relationship where I was like I should have left but yeah. I was so not going to because I just didn't have also the self esteem to be like I'm yeah. going to be fine on my own which is also very apparent in this Yeah, like this person obviously she's talking about herself but she's saying you know these songs are kind of charting these ebbs and flows of like her own strength to leave right. and her yeah. the lack of esteem that she self esteem she has to want to be like I'm just going to go right. but yeah it's just you know, it's it's bitter is powerful because it's like she's clearly bitter, but she's still rationalizing her feelings. Right. Yeah. Like she's like, you know, the line I think has you push me away bitterly, my apologies falling your deaf ears. You hear that you're thinking, Okay, you don't hear me, I should leave. No, you're like, I stand in shame, admit to my foolish pride, because for us there'll there'll be no more. <laughs> like you're still like you're still staying. You're still justifying why you're staying. Yeah. Like it's just like, I'm like, it's when you're like, okay, you're going to leave. She does. She's justifying her anger over this of being cheated on and being dumped on. And she's like, I'm still going to stay because I love you. Yeah, God, yeah. this song. Uh, 
I'm not, I, I, you know what? I'm not sure how much more I could say about it. Go on, Alex. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I really like it too. Especially just like looking at these lyrics right now. It is a fucking gut punch. Just you push me away bitterly. Like the line about like my apologies fall on your deaf ears. And just like, even like the way she says bitterly. Yeah. Is that with other singers? Or I felt like she, oh, what's that? thing where you record multiple vocals layered layered where yeah. like they sound like yeah. layered vocals but they sounded beautiful yeah but i think yeah. they're layered but it's just her yeah yeah, yeah. i mean we yeah. um yeah that's a very common practice yeah. like yeah. actually um uh, this is going off on a slight little tangent but to give you an example of what we're talking about um listen to basically all of nirvana's nevermind especially like smells like teen spirit um, Kurt Cobain is not the most strong vocalist there ever was, <clears throat> but so like, especially on Smells Like Teen Spirit, like he his vocals are layered like two or three times, especially yeah. on the hello, hello, hello part. Yeah. So like, this is a very common practice. Yeah. You know, basically saying Kurt Cobain should have auto tuned his voice on. Well, <laughs> uh, well, actually, yeah, they they kind of did that then too. Auto tune's been a practice that's been yeah. around for a long time, apparently. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> and but, fuck you for that. No. Oh yeah. God, no, that it's okay. If no, it's, no, no. If it's used like, in the right way. Well, no, no. Like, well, basically, people auto tune now almost like the like the T. And I don't hate T Pain. Don't get me wrong. But like, do the like sort of robotic thing. But really, I think I said this on the last podcast, so I apologize if I'm repeating myself. Um, auto tune is designed to make sure that your voice, like after you actually record your vocal. To put it back on pitch, put it back in key. It's just like a little computer thing that you can do. Yeah. So like you know. Yeah, it, it can be a little bit annoying. Like, but Con- then but Kanye then you can does like it all- manipulate it to make it yeah. sound like a robot. or Yeah, something. like Kanye like does it all the time now. Like yeah, and like the end of Runaway, it's a nine minute song. Like the last like two and a half minutes are just him just doing but like it's with this music in the background people are just going wow this is beautiful <laughs> Go ahead, but Ryan. like uh but what do you have to say about better um i love i mean the whole album i love unequivocally not just with superman because it's just so fucking amazing <laughs> with bitter for me um it's a difficult song because it's like it not yeah. even it's not even what not even three minutes and it's like she says so much yeah. in so little words. Right, yeah. right. She's, most of it, she's repeating, the chorus is the whole, the main lyric. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's just, you listen to it and you're like, because I was listening to her earlier today when I was at a cafe in my Lebanon, I was like, I'm listening, I'm like, oh. Like, she's <laughs> saying a lot and like, you really, the dominant thing, the lyric is the chorus. Yeah. Yes. Like, that's it. And then you're just like, but she's saying what little she does say, you're like, I'm hearing she's talking about her relationship, talking about herself, but it's just, it's just these things that are so subtle that if you're not paying attention, you're like, oh, I missed this. You're like, yeah, no, I did right. miss this. This is right here. That's what happened to me. But like, basically, she's just like with this, it's short, but like she's just being blunt. She's not holding back anything because mm-hmm. this is just how she feels. Right. And yeah, I, I just really dug it. Yeah, uh, this is um, this is my platinum star. Platinum Star, your favorite song in the album? Yeah, it's, well, it's just, I, I you know, it's not, I, I've, I'm noticing a theme that a lot of the songs that have the biggest emotional impact on our, on our reviews are, tend up to be my favorite songs, except on the Tom Waits album. What was the song on the Tom Waits album that was the most emotional uh, crap. one? crap. Uh, actually, uh, hold on. <laughs> yeah, we're looking through old notes. Old notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, actually, maybe maybe I didn't write it in this book. Uh, no, no. Tommy, hey, I, I think it was Tommy Gun Girl. Was Tommy the name. Gun Girl. But really, yeah. like honestly, it the song was that album was been. so long. I loved Rain Dogs, but it was just so long. But uh, I'm still waiting. Like, who knows? Maybe me. Gun you, Street Girl. Gun Street Girl. That was yeah. one of my favorite songs on the album. Yeah. I'm. You know what? I'm gonna challenge myself. I'm gonna see getting more into Tom Waits in the years to come. Like, what if a Tom Waits song could make me cry? I don't sure know. they're out there. Yeah, they're sure. <laughs> and I'm going to find it. Yeah. Okay. But let's um, get to the next song, because this is one of my gold stars. I love this song, too. And it's not a Michelle original. It is a Jimi Hendrix cover, mm-hmm. May This Be Love. Mm. This is the second cover she did in her albums at this point. She yeah. The second album, Peace Beyond Passion, she did a cover of Bill Withers' um, I'm, now I'm blanking out on this. This is one of my favorite, one of her favorite songs when I was the video. Um, oh, I'm blanking out on the damn song, but it's this cover she does of Bill Withers on the second song. It was the first cover she did. Yeah. And this is the second cover she did. But this is before she even did a whole cover, cover album. album. Nina right. Simone. She did a cover tribute to Nina Simone. She did covers on her Devil's Halo album. Yeah. We and love Nina ben, Simone ben on Trimacool, this podcast. Right, and ben <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, oh, wait. Bill Withers, who is he and what is he to you? Oh, okay. Well, I've so never heard that song before. Yeah, there's right a now. video. If you look for that song, her video, yeah. talk about being explicit about being bi. Yeah. Like, the whole video is about her being in love with a man and being in love with a woman. It's like, she's singing, but, like, there's a man, there's, like, a woman, it's a black woman, there's, like, a white man, and they're, like, you can tell that there's something going on between them because they're doing yeah. like looking at each other. You're talking about like, the music, the video. video. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And there's like also other people involved. And there's like, there's other men and women. And you're like, I feel like for me, I was telling a friend of mine about, we were talking about that video before. I was like, if you didn't know she was by when, when you first heard her, you explicitly know now. Yeah. This is who I it's am. It's like very obvious. It's very obvious. Yeah. And it was also, <laughs> you know, the reason why BET wouldn't show it. But it was like MTV played the hell out of it. And But just how it's shot, it's very like intentionally like in weird focus. It's grainy. Yeah. Like she's, what's funny about it, because like she's very much androgynous and very much lining on the like very masculine side of things. Yeah. She's wearing this very soft color pink shirt mm-hmm. and then like pants and it's like she's very much like leaning into it but like she's also very much leaning into like being very feminine. Right. And you're like watching and I'm like this is such a total mindfuck for anybody that's probably not even but like just is not fluid. Right. And it's just and it's funny because like that video came out shit years ago and it was so kind of forward thinking then Mm -hmm. like 96 it was like nobody was doing that like nobody was even explicitly wasn't even remotely talking about sexuality in videos if it was it was so coded and hidden and like she was (laughs) front right there just like her singing sitting on the couch singing and like watching these people interact with each other you realize like oh wait that guy's in that girl wait he's also in a guy that also came in she's into that person <laughs> right. the woman that came in yeah there's like multiple dance together there's like i think there's guys dancing with guys women dancing with women and just for me at that point i mean it was like i remember when the video came on we were all watching in my dorm room we were just like <laughs> excuse me <laughs> it wasn't excuse me it was like i think people who thought they were straight back then were like i don't think i'm straight anymore oh really? i don't wow. think i'm straight like one person i remember a friend of mine was like who's like very much happy with her with her wife and everything you remember we were all watching she's like she literally declared i don't think i'm straight anymore and we're like what she's like i just saw the video and like i'm realizing this video turned me on and i was not into any of the men in the video we were like 
Oh, you don't. So then say. it was like, excuse me. Right, we're like, excuse we're like, oh, me? Excuse, wow. So wow. It's just that general kind of effect of that, like, oh, that's good. Yeah, but Hopefully, it was just, it was just very know. interesting for me. Like that cover was at the time. It was a very not a popular Bill Withers song. People think of Bill Withers here. I know we're talking about yeah, Carter, a lovely about day. Justin and Jerome, Jerome right, which they play the hell out of. Which the, yeah. they come out to, for those of you that don't understand what we're talking about. They're a comedy duo in the city of Pittsburgh, and their big entrance song is uh, Bill Withers' Lovely Day. Right. Well, lovely day, lovely day, lovely yeah, day. Then, uh, the other day. famous Bill Withers song is um, Ain't No Sunshine When She's Gone. So this is one of his, yeah. <laughs> so this cover is a Jimi Hendrix song, which is also not very popular. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of people would say Jimi Hendrix, you'll say, you'll say a song like, who, what? Here's yeah. the truth. Um, did not know. You guys beat me on this one, which is very rare. I thought that this one had been a Jimi Hendrix song because I remember the title. Yeah. But I was like, eh, it's just a coincidence. Yeah. Oh. But now you guys tell me yeah. that it's just, it is the same song. Yeah. Like, as soon as she said, Waterfall, I was like, huh, I remember. Because she kind of went into, like, said, like, the first line, kind of like how Jimmy did. Mm-hmm. I'm saying Jimmy like he's my friend. He, he's everyone's <laughs> friend. friend. Like, they they both opened the song kind of the same way vocally, but I love what she does with this, this cover. This song, work. oh, my God. Yeah, yeah it's I, beautiful. She makes it her own, which is what right. covers should be. This yeah. song um, this song sound, reminded me a lot of one of my favorite groups, and I've mentioned them a couple of times on here, Um by the group name Zero Seven. Yeah. Um, yes. And um, yeah. this song is like an incredible sonic journey. And like it, the instrumental gives off the like, to me, it gives off like these, these visions of like walking through the forest on a perfect summer day. And you can hear the river in the background while you're holding hands with your significant other. Like it's just, mm. <laughs> Yeah. It's good. It's tasty in my belly. Yeah. And, like, uh, she sings a song, but also I feel like she, like, uh, does, like, a little bit of spoken word, too, which I really like. Yeah, there's, like, kind of, not the chorus, but there's, like, a point where she just stops singing and just starts talking. Yeah. And that's the most seductive, sexy ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That voice mm-hmm. alone, I was like, mm-hmm. I, yeah. And like, talking exactly. about it, and right. now, like, you're talking about, like, the whole, like, Bill Withers cover and, like, the music video, it kind of, like... Maybe like actually like remember this thought I have while listening to the listening listening to it. This album is about like a sad thing, but there's parts of it that are sexy. Oh God, yeah. this album is I so mean, maybe sexy. I love. I feel like for me, I looked at it as like this is a song where like she still isn't gonna leave the person, but she's trying to find what's good about being with yeah. this person. So they can still fuck, right? Yeah. But then also, I think for me, you can go further than that. But I think she's talking about finding what love is for her, yeah, and also what this means with being. Also, I feel like she's talking about self pleasure. She's talking about like mm-hmm. I obviously can't find this person. We assume that she's probably also stepping out on her partner, but also specifically. Yeah centering herself and her desire and yeah. like what is love for me uh, and you talk about waterfalls i mean i really assumed that she was talking about having an orgasm mm, at points because yeah. you because it's even though it's part of the songs how she says it is repeated Jesus, over nope. and over and over again you're like okay we're I talking about good sex, good sex 
Like, yes. but we're not necessarily talking about it. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Jeez. I know. Like, if you have kids in the room, make them leave. Make them leave. Yeah. See, Matt, you ruined it. I'm sorry. But it's just, it's just like it's very. Don't cut that out. <laughs> but it's very much her talking about her desire and what that feels like for yeah. her. I mean, she's saying, you know, nothing can harm me at all. My words seem so very small. In my waterfall. Yeah. Right. In my waterfall. She's not, like, at this point, she's really not talking about a partner. She's talking about herself. Right. And yeah. just trying to figure out what her needs are. And, like, what do I need to make me yeah. feel good? Because, mm-hmm. like, now, like, looking at the lyrics, kind of your point seems more valid. Like, so let them laugh. Flap me. Laugh at me, so just as long as I have you, just as long as I have you. So she like doesn't yeah. really care, right? She, it's just really about like you know, like making sure like what makes her happy. It's and a very smart cover to add to this. Yeah, it's very and album. you know it's very beautiful and like yeah, I like the fact that with her cover she chooses really not as like kind of obscure. Yeah, even for the fans, this is a very artists. obscure Jimmy. Yeah, because I mean song, I have yeah. friends who are like hardcore Jimmy Hendrix fans. Half of them are like. I, don't I, the I didn't song. pick up people on it. Like, yeah. wait, that one? Yeah. Right. Why did she choose this one? Yeah, because if you like, listen to like 102.5, it's usually Hey Joe, Purple Haze, <laughs> Purple Haze, Little Fox. Wings. <laughs> yeah, the classics. <laughs> you know, I hear Red House on there every once in a while. But, Red um, House. Yeah. Uh, do we have anything else to say about? No, I just really like it, and then it goes into like a little smooth like. I wouldn't say jam, but just like a nice little instrumental. Yeah, it's very psychedelic. I will also say this is a great song to smoke smoke out to. Okay, then yeah, I guess psychedelic is the word I was looking for. It's very very psychedelic. Like, I think I've uh, caught myself listening to this song where, like, if I'm one of them in a contemplative space. Right. Like, (laughs) you know, just kind of being a mom fast is kind of, especially if I'm, like, at home and I'm, like, just kind of, like, in a weird space, so just I'm just at home staring at the ceiling. I'm listening to music, and that comes on, and I'm just like I'm immediately chilled out. But I'm also like in this weird space of like, because I don't smoke anymore. I haven't smoked in like damn near ten years, so yeah. I don't smoke anymore. But like when I was in your city, because I was also mode of self care, I was smoking myself out every day. <laughs> Because living in yeah. New York City is stressful, oh, but yeah. also being a New York City teacher was stressful. Oh, yeah. Right. And, like, not just go therapy wasn't enough. I had to get that great, great Jamaican green for my landlord mm. every month. Oh, nice. Had enough nice It's a very nice landlord. In Pittsburgh, we have crap weed, so no Oh, like, it was straight up Jamaican yeah. weed. His, his dealer went to Jamaica, was offered to get it. Just high quality, great medicinal weed. Stop it! You're making me hungry. Yeah. So <laughs> all like, you all you cool kids out there, you can crank up this song and light up your and, doobage. And tune in and tune. Well, in just out. if you're in a space, you just want to like kind of be, you know, yeah. kind of be your own space of being by yourself and just kind of, you know, just in that mood of like. Oh you know, yeah. Feel, like, turn the lights about, off or something. Turn the lights uh, off. Yeah. yeah. So let's go to the next song. Okay. Just, um, so I, just I got, here's some advice. Here's like let's set the mood for you. Okay. Put on this song. Oh, you are you talking about? Yeah, grab a may doobie. this be love, or are you talking about? Yeah, may this be love. Grab a doobie. Oh, light it up. Yes. <laughs> Go turn, on, Alex. Turn the music down. Yeah. Put, up, put on some cosmic lights or something. Yeah, yeah. dim the lights. Dim the lights. Yeah. Dim the lights. Yeah. Light up a doobie. Put on a silk robe. 
Maybe if you want to. Now we're getting weird. <laughs> now we're getting weird. <laughs> or, I mean, or if you're with somebody, y'all should just be having sex at this yeah, point. Yeah, just, just start just straight up and put fuck. that on a just, loop. You know what? Even if you're by yourself, just get the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> just fuck yourself. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, I want to say real quick about the next song. Oh god! Don't walk into that. Just yeah. a high dude <laughs> fucking himself. <laughs> like okay, uh, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> oh I'm gonna speak real briefly about serenity. Um, Sincerity. Sincerity. Excuse me. Yes. Serenity. Oh, we can talk about this one too, because like this is another hard hitting one. Well, I need to I need to say it real quick because I I gotta go to the bathroom so bad. Uh, the <laughs> instrumental is very smooth and it brings up images of yeah. jazz lounges and like seduction from a piano, and. That's that's pretty cool. But that's yeah. really all I have to say. I don't have too much to say about this song. So you guys go ahead and take the lead on this one. <laughs> Excuse me. God. How many podcasts have I done where someone has to go to the bathroom? <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, but yes, I really dug this song. I think this might be my platinum song, but I just love the drumming. Yeah. On this I love the whole I love the drumming on this album altogether, but the drumming on this one was just fucking fantastic. But I also, like, I wrote down this note, but it's really just about the whole album. Like, it's just about, like, a relationship, but, like, only one person is fully invested in. Yeah, and it's yeah. clearly, it's clearly her. Yeah. Like, clearly <laughs> it's her, and it's just, you know. Uh, even, like, this line right here is, like, her fear of being alone, will it keep her there? Oh, my God. Right. Yeah. You're oh, like, yeah. he loves the sweetness. Yeah, he, like, I live the chorus is what breaks me. It's like, you yeah. know, he loves the sweetness and sincerity mm-hmm. while she can only pretend. pretend. He caresses her hair, thinks to himself, such a lovely face, gives his entire self, shares a secret, secret, but it's all in vain. Yep. Oh, God. So, just um, basically, so what you're saying is like, with this song, it's like, hmm. Do you think this album is about a man? No, it's a woman. Oh, right. Okay. Um, I believe at this point she was in a long-term relationship with a choreographer named Winifred Amaya, I believe. Yeah. I mean, it's weird when you look at Wikipedia, they're very specifically who she dates. Like, she dated Alice Walker's daughter, Rebecca Walker, for a time. Yeah. Winifred Amaya, there were other women. But, like, this is... In any reason, articles about this... this particular album, yeah. she specifically references this woman Winifred, Winifred Amaya. I yeah, her name is. I find that like, inter- they were together for they were together at the point for years. Really? Yeah. So and they like broke very, up around like when this album came. Like I, while she was you know, working I don't know if it was on before, it. Before, right after. I feel like it was definitely before, but like yeah, it was pretty significant for her. I mean, you know. Also, what I didn't tell you is like she has a son. Really? Michelle, yeah, she has a she son. Has She's a single. Yeah, I am back by the son, way. <laughs> who is. 30 years old. Really? Yeah, she had him when she was probably her early 20s. Yeah, she was born in 1968. So, so 21. Yeah. 20, wow. So she, I think she was, I think she just graduated. I don't know if she finished Howard when she was a student at Howard, but she had him when she was yeah, 21. Wow. And just kind of from there, kind of was doing her thing and also raising him. Okay. And then like once she got big and famous, she, you know, she was raising her son. Yeah, he's 30. His name's Solomon. He's 30 years old. So really? like, wow. So to imagine so raising your single child out going there. Through, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so if you're single out there, guys, yeah, oh, but why do you think she opens this song with he loves? Um, I, you know, I really don't know. I've always wondered if like, if there was turmoil in their relationship, 
was she referring to being cheated on with her partner cheating on her with another man? I oh. never figured out because there's because there's songs where she's singing about men. She's saying yeah. he. Yeah. And you could most people probably dismiss that and be like, well, she's maybe this is the the masculine stance, but like she's talking about someone, you know, that's being very much like he's very sweet, being very sincere, very truthful, but this person's the other person's lying. Yeah. I always assumed that like she was talking about her partner cheating on her with another man and how talking about how that man was treating her partner, yeah. not her. Hmm. Oh, you know, okay. but I could be wrong. It could be the complete comp flipped it. Like she could have been, cause obviously we know the clue. They know they, you know, this is about, we're assuming it's about the relationship. They probably neither one was faithful. It could have been Michelle. that could have been with a man. Yeah. And it could have been, she could have been talking about a partner. We'll never know because that's obviously, we don't know what she was thinking about when she wrote this song. We'll ask her next week when we have her in here. Yes. <laughs> and where she talks about her own album better. <laughs> right. But yeah, it's just like. Yeah. It's and very... Ryan, you're not invited. Because no, <laughs> Ryan would be like, follow me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I would too. Yeah, I, mean, I don't care. Right. <laughs> but I think it's just—I think it's just yeah. the song itself. It's like you're talking about sincerity means being in a state of truth. Yes. But like when you think about this album, no one is being truthful. People are clearly yeah. not being faithful, People or lying being, with each other. Yeah, outright. one person's interested, the other person just right. is not fully invested. I was talking about even with the with the lines. He loves the sweetness and sincerity. This person, this band is fully invested in this woman. Yeah. But then it's like, while she can only pretend, so that means that whoever this woman he's with is clearly not into him. Yeah. But it's just there. Yeah. See, I'm glad you guys like this song because like, I didn't really get too, 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 too much from it as compared to some of the other songs on the yeah. album. But so. it's also a song that people say is pretty slight where like, you know there's something there, but it's not really as hard-hitting as everything else. We're like, True. you know there's something going on here, but it's no, not yeah. as obvious, like, yeah. you know, it's satisfied, or like, fooling me, where, like, the meaning is so there. It's, like, really much implicit in your face. Here it's like, okay, you know something's up, but you don't really know what, yeah. but you're not really sure. It's just because it's so, like, almost annoying and it's seductive and it's fluid. Because yeah. she could be talking about herself. She could be talking about her partner. Yeah. She could be talking about a friend of hers we don't know because it's so not clear. <laughs> and that's what's beautiful because it could have, this is one of those, I think for me, this is a song where it could have, it has so many multiple, like, interpretations of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The others are so very clear cut. We know what's going on. This one is like you're not, you're like 100% sure. And I what, like it because it's like you're guessing yeah. who is this about? Yeah, this could be about any kind of, this honestly could be about a ton of relationships. Right, <laughs> yeah. it could be. I mean, it really yeah. could be. Yeah. So, hey, anybody else have anything else to say about it? No, I just, this might be one of my gold star. Wow. Yeah, because okay. it just, uh, I don't know, just, I, especially like just. Well, with, is like, it a gold is, star or isn't it? Make up your mind, Alex. Mm, okay. <sighs> You'll find out on the next episode. <laughs> Yeah, just where it's just me <laughs> contemplating why I like this song. All right, loyalty. Loyalty. This song has the lyric of the album. <laughs> well, uh, at least the one that I thought was hilarious. Um, well, whatever. Yeah. His oversized dick is stretched up way it's high. It's Dickies. He's talking about <laughs> so Dickies. Dickies. It's Dickies. Get your but mind out of the game. But everyone, that was, that was a running joke when it was out. We were like cracking up jokes. I remember being like, message, we were talking to friends in general. We were just talking about that line. Wait, <laughs> that's not. 
No, what it's she just, said his oversized dickies. dickies, like the pants, oh. Oh. like dickies, the pants, like basically overall. Now yeah. I'm disappointed. Yeah, right. <laughs> but no, but like, not like she's not bragging about a dude's dick. No, I mean, but like, but we would always make yeah. that joke. Like it was like his oversized dick. They're like, how big is that to be? Like he couldn't pick it. He couldn't put it in his pants. He had to like hoist it over and then put it in. It's like I need a few minutes. Right. right. Excuse me while I like I can't put my pants up because my dick's not really in yeah. yet. Let to me quote, put this. In. To quote Jimmy, excuse me yeah. while I fit my dick. <laughs> but, it's such a, but it's such a cool ass song because it's like I think this is a song where it's just about a, you know it's about being loyal to your partner. But just she's describing this couple, this young couple, yeah, probably definitely a southern couple was on a farm. Um, you know, I assume both black kids, definitely yeah. young black kids, talking about the joy of them being in a relationship. Your mother's based her mother's telling her. You know, protect yourself. What yeah. the girls like? I am. I got this. But this is my man. It's just like this very this young, out of young love. Yeah, like very much young love, which is I don't think also it's young love, which is not wasn't happening at that time. It seems this is very much a different time. Oh yeah, like probably I mean because they're describing being on a farm, so it's like this feels like something that's happening. This you describe happening probably in a different time where like love between two people which is very free and like less what it is now mm-hmm. so yeah. but i mean i love loyalty and it's such it's also a weird departure even I mean, you hear the standard strings and everything else but it's such it's different from the other songs that came before it yeah yeah like i wrote down like the guitarist on this track alone was awesome yo mm-hmm. god yeah <laughs> yeah um i wrote that too actually the drumming is amazing as well yeah, yeah. Which we could say for like all the songs, but there's like certain songs where it's like even better. God, honestly, guys, like we, I mean, all three of us can just like could talk about how great the instrumentation on this album is strong on every single song. Yeah. Like, like, like it's, re- it like has its own like little place in the world. And like it's like extremely technically proficient and yeah. just. Eh. It, guys, if you love, if you just want to, you could like even if like you can't relate to any of the themes on this album. Like if you've been in perfect relationships <laughs> your oh, entire yeah. life, um, you'll still really get a kick of just how great musically this album is. Like, just yeah, just yeah. we all really love it and we all really highly yeah. recommend it. Oh, the chorus alone is so super kitschy. Come be with me. Soothe my broken heart. Show me loyalty. Oh, that's so good. Very yeah. catchy song. I wrote that too. Very catchy song. This is a gold star for me as well. Yeah. Uh, does anyone have anything else to say about it? Ryan? No, I think I'm I'm good. It's such a, it's such a beautiful song. It's like yeah. almost a weird palate cleanser. Yeah. Because you know what's coming next. Yeah. And it was like you have some. Oh, this is so good. And you realize, no, we're not done. We have four more songs, and she's gonna knock us over the head multiple times <laughs> to get to the end. Oh yeah, yeah, um, it's beautiful. Woo. Next song is called "Beautiful." Yeah, um, this actually was a weird one for me. It's like I like it, but I'm not as invested in this one as yeah. The other th- that was another one. It's like uh, it sounded beautiful, but I was just like, yeah, it's okay. Literally. Yeah, yeah. But still, it's obviously because it's such a brilliant song. You just kind of like for me, it wasn't as like hard hitting as the other ones where it's yeah. kind of like for me I looked at this song as I said it was like a song that's basically about the end of a relationship I feel like at this point we're like the person's probably slowly kind of figuring out it probably I need to end this and I need to really do this for my own health yeah. but it's still not there you're still she's still trying to like justify being in it but the song like seems like, like it's about like 
clarity in a way. Slow clarity. So yeah, it's not, it's slow not obvious. Like it's very like a dawning of like this needs to end. But I also, I really enjoyed like, like we just said, the song is about like slow clarity. The, this is like her most delicate vocal performance on the album. Yeah. Um, it's, I, it's like as light as a feather, I guess is the term I'll Stiff use. Stiff as a board. Yeah. And um, <laughs> light as a feather. <laughs> I didn't, know, I didn't think that would be that funny. Okay. <laughs> that is the best. Thank you for throwing in a craft reference. <laughs> Hello, Rachel True. We love you. Right. Which uh, one was Rachel True? The black witch, the oh, okay. only black person <laughs> in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's a horrible high school. <laughs> right, she's the only black person you see in the entire movie. You're just yeah. like, I understand exactly yeah, she, what you right. feel. She like. did ruin Christine Taylor's hair, though. Yeah, but then why did she do it? Because she talked about her hair and her being and calling her like talking about her nappy her hair was and yeah. making fun of her because she was black. Oh yeah. Oh, that's not good. That scene. <laughs> that scene uh, later in the movie when like Christine Taylor's in the shower and she's like just balding with like little strands of hair and she's mm. like. And then Rachel Chu, her character. <laughs> that was a horrible great right? impression. <laughs> but like, but, then, but also, you remember like Rachel Chu, her character, Rachel sees her and she just, feels guilt. Oh, yeah. And you're, she's like, and you look on her face, she's like, okay, I wanted you to pay, but not like this. Yeah, shit. Like, mm. that's like a perfect like lesson. Go like, oh, like, you're an asshole. Like, let me get it on you now. And then when you see like the pain you put her through, you're like, oh shit, am I as good? Am I a better person for doing this? Yeah. And yeah. that and that com- that connects perfectly to this album. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of does. Let yeah. me make you bald. <laughs> <laughs> you made me so bald. I shouldn't you have made fun. Made me so bald. <laughs> <laughs> that should have played in the ending credits. Yeah, right. But, uh, I, but I, I, I'm sorry. Can I? Let me just finish. Yeah, you just finish your thought. Yeah, yeah, like again, slow clarity for beautiful. <laughs> but like the way she sings it, it sort of sounds like she, as she's singing it, she's sort of realizing it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was one thing. Like that realizing I really loved. what? Realizing this clarity that she yeah. needs to feel. Yeah, but like yeah. it's clearly she's not there yet. Yeah, she's not yeah. there, but she's not slowly there at all. realizing. Slowly it. coming to her. Yeah. Like that she should like leave and just break right. it off, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but won't because it's like, yeah, I still want to say I'm gonna fight for this because they want to pick. Okay, fine. <laughs> Probably <laughs> exactly. just like, but just yeah. any relationship, you're like, I need to go, but I want to fight for this because I want to make this work. I right. need to make this work, and you're just like sometimes you're in relationships. It's like I think the failings that we have as as human beings when when relationships is just like, I you know shit's going left. Mm-hmm. But you will not leave because you a don't want you want to make it work and b you don't want to seem like you failed. Right, and that's 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 also for me an undercurrent running through this is like she clearly wants to make this work. She knows it won't, but yeah. she also feels like okay, I really I'm going. This is I feel like a failure because this this didn't work. Yeah, and it's like for me, beautiful is that it's like she's kind of there's a slow moment of like how I'm getting it. I think it's time to go, but I'm still gonna fight all I can. For right, this. yeah. You know, you got anything to say? No, no. Oh, okay. Said it perfectly. Uh, the next song, not much to say. It's just Eve is instrumental. Just instrumental. It's just weird sounding. Instrumentals, instrumentals, instrumentals. Little on all of her albums. She does her albums are always amazing. Yeah, they're also very for me confounding because it's like, how does this fit into the the whole? Yeah, (laughs) I think it fits sonically with it, but I didn't really get 
I didn't really get like what it was trying to say. And also, we have Adam at the beginning and Eve. God damn it! I'm so mad I missed that. <laughs> damn it! I just realized that now too. I know. Because <laughs> Adam is the first track. Eve is like the tenth track. And yeah. We're almost done with the album. Yeah. I thought that I'm she so was so angry. Yeah. I need to be a like song about was, this. I felt like, like she was kind of commenting overall about. I mean, we know Adam and Eve. They were together. They went their separate. Obviously, they. <laughs> They're, they are everybody know if you don't know the story right. of Adam and Eve then where have you been but it was just also me I'm always like what were you what was she trying to say was she trying to say to like not that her her and her partner were Adam and Eve but also when they're cast out of paradise was she saying at that point was this for me I saw I felt like Eve was she was Eve was the instrument that was saying that they their relationship was really over it was close they were she's not now she realizes it's over is she technically, she kind of in theory casting herself out when mm. she's getting ready to leave? Because yeah, we don't really know. Because it's, it's such a stark difference from Adam. Adam is hard and it's like you come in, you hear the drums, like you said, the drums are running right. up on you. Here mm. it's like, you. it's like this weird kind of like nebulous, mystical kind of hmm. moment. And it's like, like you can't word. really grab onto it, but you know, it's hitting you. But you don't know why. And I feel yeah. like that for me, that instrumental is kind of saying. Get the mic on your mouth, Ryan. That, that. <laughs> How's this? How's this? Uh, a little bit closer. This? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's so I feel like with Eve, I, for, at least for <laughs> me, I feel like Eve was kind of saying that she was taking herself out. She was casting herself yeah. out of not paradise, but this whole environment that she's the, the in. Relationship the relationship in this that she's is having paradise. is clearly, yeah. yeah that yeah. she, whoops, it's over. And she's like, I gotta go, but it's just how she's doing. I think I for me I put down on my notes. It was is this point is it was like a state of acceptance. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that until we get the next song, and I'm like, I'm gonna take that back because no, <laughs> right? Not Wasted yet. Time. Yeah. Are we going on to the next yep. song? Joe yep. Henry, which is um, he's married to Madonna's sister, who was another amazing songwriter. A note on this: he's intentionally singing in a high register. Okay, I'm glad you, because I tried to find out who this gentleman was that was singing yeah. with her, and I couldn't find it. And for a little bit, I thought it was Prince. No. But it's not. No, so. it's someone that, like, they're, they're good friends. Apparently, like, they live, they're best friends. They live near each other. Like, their kids know each other, live near each other in San Francisco. Right. And, Wait, like Michelle and Joe Henry? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think they know each other. They live near each other, apparently. It was a big thing. He's talking yeah. about that. And, like, she kind of asked him to do it randomly. He's like, I need to do this part. I think she had someone else, the person dropped out, and she was like, because you know, he's like, sure. And they play with like tones and registers, and like he's singing several registers higher than what he normally sounds like. Because wow. um, he, there was a movie that came out in 2001 called, I think it's called The Center of the World, by directed by Wayne Wang. It was Wayne, Wayne Wang, and it was done, Peter, um, who is Maggie Gyllenhaal married to? Peter Sarsgaard. Sarsgaard, and there's a Canadian actress. Oh, I'm blanking out on the name. I think it's Molly Parker. Yeah. And like his, I think it's like um, there's I'm blank again blanking out on the title of his album, which is like the primarily I think the most of the songs were used and the albums used for that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll remind myself again after I leave to like send you that link. But like when you listen to him sing, he has a very raspy, deep sounding voice here. If you're not paying attention, you realize you would think it might be a woman singing because it's yeah. very high pitched, very like not feminine, but it's like very much not masculine. But like the song itself, this is a song about stalking. 
This is definitely for me. It was like she's stalk. They're like either she's stalking her partner or partner stalking her, or they're stalking each other. But wasted time. Like you, like you rarely notice me. You rarely notice, but I hang on your every word. Wow. Like didn't even. Yeah, yeah it's like, that didn't wow. even register for that me. That didn't register yeah. for me either. But that makes sense for the yeah, theme. like you know the whole thing is like wasted time on loving you, wasted time, wasted time on someone who won't love you as much as I, as much as I, as much yeah. as I, as much yeah. as I. Mm. Like that re- repetition of that phrase, like you're still cool. Like you, you think that she, we think that she's kind of gotten it and left, but she's still like this one last ditch of like. I'm still, I want this to work. I need this to work. This has to work. Right. And like the whole song is them singing about like them going back and forth and like, you know, singing waste of time. Like, you know, this whole relationship has been a waste, but you will not leave because you still want to try one last time to make it happen. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, I, people have debated me on this, but like, I think this is the song where like you, you do as a relate, you do the most dysfunctional, rational shit when you're in a relationship with someone that you want to, fight to make it work preach and like you're like (laughs) i know you aren't shit and you know i'm not shit to you but i'm still we're still gonna like be each other of course we're gonna force ourselves to be in each other's orbit yeah and we're gonna sit there and we're gonna like i'm gonna make this work so i'm gonna be around you i'm gonna intentionally put myself in spaces where they've broken up at this point she's dating they're dating each other people each each other different people now and like but you're finding ways to be in that the same spaces that's the your ex is going on a date. You happen to conveniently be at that restaurant. Like that's <laughs> yeah. what this is. What's going where it's like she keeps saying, you know, you really know us, but I handle you every word. Like you're you're demanding that she see you, and yeah. she doesn't right. because you're not together anymore. If she's moved on, you haven't. Yeah. And that's what, what I've always seen with that. What do you got, Alex? Uh, I mean, this this song, like basically, like hearing, like I completely missed all the stuff that like. Ryan was talking right. about like I did too. like this song like didn't do much for me it sounds great but just uh yeah it was just an average song but now like hearing that like context yeah that, that makes, makes me want to go I mean, back to it, it could yeah. be like I said I, this is a song for you know, people I know who are all friends of my who are fans we debated this for back and forth because like right. people don't see what I see but people who do see we're like yeah this is this is the song where she's saying like they're like totally she's not letting go and her partner's clearly been moved on. Yeah. It's done. <laughs> and but it's like, you know, I need you to see me. There's yeah. also like the opening of this song has a, like a really great like country sounding guitar. Joe Henry's also primarily country. There's like rock country that yeah. mix. Yeah. Cuz that was um I don't want to say it, it, jarring is not the word I'm going to use, but it was like an ooh, unexpected thing. What was jarring was how this song ended. Yeah, just abru- that just was the room I had abruptly. Like it seems Brilliant. like you're in the middle of I a love verse. That. Yeah, yeah, and it just ends, and you're like, "Excuse me." <laughs> I um, thought there was something wrong with my phone. No, when I know. It I went yeah. back and like played nope. it, and I was like, "No, that's how they did it." Okay. <laughs> yeah. She's very good for doing that. You listen to a song, and all of a sudden she'll just cut right when you're like. Which is ironic because we talked about how how uh, beautifully a song faded out earlier in the album. So. Yes, yeah. it's so, but it's also it's she everything she does is always with intention, and it's always very. So, what was her intention with that? I feel like I think when the, the cutout was very much, I think she real even though she's talking about basically still wanting to be this person, stalking this person. I think that when the song cuts out, she's like. Okay, you're at the point where you realize, okay, this is this is dumb. I'm d- this is ridiculous. Ooh, actually, I need to move on. I just had a thought. Okay, which is and this is kind of like going into the next song, Grace. 
because the great because the next song grace is like sort of about how this love is her saving grace what if like as you put it like the uh, wasted time is about stalking mm-hmm. then it ends suddenly because all of a sudden they got back together I would that I can see that in theory, but like I don't think that's what Grace is about. All right, well then, Ooh. does anybody else have anything to say about? Wasting no, time? let's jump into Grace, which is the closing track. Closing track. Um, I mean, it's such a beautiful song. Um, I like know. how like the beginning lyric is like, "Can't say I have ever been faithful except to God." Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what to say about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like for me, I, I see what you're saying about Grace, but I think for me with Grace, I feel like she's finally realized it's done and I need to move on and I need to move forward with me. Hmm. And like her, like, you know, her saying, it can't say it out of but she was saying that she had a relationship with just God. I think she's saying, I need to have a relationship with me now. Like I have to put me first. Okay. Because I've been putting, I've been putting someone else ahead of me and not taking care of myself. And now I'm at the point where I know it's done. We moved on. I'm assuming at this point, they're obviously not together. Maybe they, maybe they've had that. They're, they're still at that. Um, the, maybe at the point there, there's distance, and they're kind of sort of being polite to each other. Mm-hmm. But she's clearly like, I'm done. I'm moving on. I'm moving forward with my life. So then maybe like the end of wasting time is like her snapping out of it. Yeah, as I was saying before, yeah. I was like, I think that like when the snap wasted time cuts out, she's at the point she realizes, okay, this is over. Like right. she doesn't love me anymore. What am I doing? Stop obsessing over a woman that doesn't want me. Right. And I know it, and she knows it. My friends know it. My friends are probably her friends have probably told her, or what are you doing? Like, let this shit go. This is embarrassing. But she refuses to see until she realizes when the song cuts out, I understand now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm done. And I have to move on. I feel like the time between wasted time and grace is probably her kind of doing that whole as we do and we're fully done. We start to rebuild ourselves and we're like, let me take care of me. Let me connect with like what I've missed been missing since I've not been since I've been single. And I think wow. it's, just, it's such a beautiful song. And like, even then that's also a weird song and how it kind of slowly fades out. Yes. But it's a, but it's such a still, but it's a fade out where it's like, you still hear it. Right. Like yeah. it's just, you know, it just the music, the chords, the, like the, the guitar playing. It's just her voice. Her voice is intentionally cracking. Like she's clearly heard, but right. she's, you clearly know she's going to move on and find somebody else. Or maybe she's not going to find somebody. She's going to take care of herself. Are we talking about Grace? Yeah. Oh, okay. I kind of like, like, you know this album more than the both of us. Right. When I first heard this song, I kind of felt like I was, a, it was like a whole like, you know, was, if you have a good love, a great love, you don't really need anything else. I sort of I, picked up on that too. I think I think that's that, but I think it's just well, also we talk about what yeah. kind of love is a love with a partner, is a love with yourself. Yeah, and I feel that, like that's ooh, it's very the good, second Ryan. one where it's like you know, it's just like she's talking about being alone. However, she's the only relationship she's ever had was one with God. She wants to have was one with God. Like that's yeah. for me. That's clearly saying. I'm going to take care of myself. I need to work on myself. So I have to kind of recommit to who I am. And for her, it's kind of like, I'm going to, rec- not this maybe not necessarily God, it's himself or God as a being, but like the idea of God of like, if I'm going to, I'm going to commit to like, just focusing on a singular vision and that's me. Yeah. So I feel like if anything, she's not, she's not putting herself as God, but I feel like you could take out God, put her in. She's really talking about relationships. She's trying to, Restylish a relationship with itself because when we're in relationships, we don't. There's no us. Yeah. There's we. There's you know. There's like there's, well, there's there's no me. There's we. There's us. There's never a like 
there's I never when I'm in a relationship, even I know I'm you know I have my own thing and he has his own thing. It's often a, us together as a unit. Yeah. And when you break up, you ha- there's this period of time where you have to mourn that union. But yeah. when you are done with that, then you're like, okay, now I have to get back to me. Like, mm-hmm, who was yeah. I before this? And sure. I was like, you know, who was I before this? How was it? What, you know, what I like, what I not like, what I don't like. And, you know, but also I think that's the time where you're like, when you kind of move out of a relationship, you're kind of at that point where you moved on. You start to think about if I'm going to have another relationship, most times I'm not going to go jump back into one. I'm like, I need to figure out what I need. And this, yeah. I think she's talking about like her grace that she's like, she's now figuring out what do I need? And if I have an, the next relationship I have, what do I need? And she's talking about, you know, relationship with herself, relationship with, you know, just like probably others around her who like support her throughout all this. And just also for her, I think to not feel anger towards her ex. Cause it's like, you yeah. have to move on. Mm-hmm. Like you, at this point she's like, she's done the whole, I can't really blame her for this is also my partner. So I'm yeah, right. also let me, learn to as you should ideally kind of come to a space you're like we're not together i don't need you to be my friend but i'm going to respect that you're in the space i'm in the space right they probably have the same group of friends yeah you know they probably are all in the same circle so it's like you know kind of also letting your friends know we're not together but we're cool like y'all don't have to take sides this is what it is well You got anything, Alex? Um, n- no, really. Like my closing statement is just yep, um, that, guys. That's the end of the album. Yeah, yeah. That's the end. twelve songs, twelve forty-seven songs. minutes and yeah. twenty seconds, and and a real easy listen. Yes, you, know, you can get through it. Very so much easily. fun to listen to, yeah. and um, especially getting this context of it uh, makes me like it even more. Right, just the instrumentation. I could just tell like she works even harder on like the music as she does with her lyrics. Yeah, and also I will also say that like my interpretation of it could be totally different from someone else. I've talked to people who also right. love her and they're like got totally different interpretations of her songs. I'm that's, like that's I never saw that. it and that's the beauty of her where it's like you could have multiple people latching on to different things and it still all be correct. So yeah. any closing thoughts, guys? Um I would say seek her albums out. I would go in order. There are 12. But you can see her evolution as an artist. She starts out with her first album. It's like really hard-hitting R&B and hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Very drum-heavy. I mean, there's a song where, like, um, I'd rather be your... Like, I think it's like, this is Do It, She Does with Madonna. Fun fact about that song, it's called I'd Rather Be Your Lover. That was her. That was going to be Tupac's part. But and Madonna was dating Tupac at the time, but they dropped him because he got arrested for criminal charge. Got arrested. Was like, going to go to jail, possibly. Right. So they pulled Tupac out and put Michelle in. And so there's a whole demo with Madonna and Tupac doing it. But like when you hear her, Michelle, like Michelle comes in and like does her piece because she's a really skilled rapper, too. Yeah. Like people miss that and forget that because that is move. not featured on this album. It's at all. not. She's definitely at this point. She's kind of yeah. moved from that. She comes back to it for a second. I thought you were talking about Madonna. No, like, no, no one no. talks about how good. You know us fat rhymes. But she comes back to <laughs> yeah. rapping in Cookie, the next album of the anthropological mixtape, where she does a duet with like Telu Kweli. Okay. It's um, called Hot Night. And I was like, I feel, I wish I kind of felt like maybe I was really maybe I should have done that album instead of this one because it's like it's such a that's more like it kind of. It's still 
she doesn't really sound like a departure from bitter but like it's sort of kind of like her whole overall sound is very like very mix of like african sounds latin sounds hip-hop drums all there it's also very confessional but it's also very much well right hard hitting we'll have to maybe bring you back sometime yeah, yeah but i always tell yeah. people like if you want to like if you want to start with like learning about listening to her music start with the first album and just go from there and take your time yeah take right. your time and yeah. take and do multiple listens because you'll you have to with her. It's like she's not someone that's just gonna. You can just listen and be like, "Oh, that's it." It's like it's kind of <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, go ahead, Alex. No, um, basically just what I said before. I really dug what she did with this album musically, and now getting this context of her lyrics makes me like it even more. I am definitely gonna seek her out because I love what I heard, and uh, can't wait to get more into her. So yeah. And always, if she's touring, she occasionally is. She comes you can expect here. Ryan to be there. Um, you know what? The last time she was here, I didn't know, and I found out right after she finished. She was at the Augs Wilson Center. Mm. It was right oh. around when she was, I think, doing a tour for her Nina Simone covers. I think Indie I I don't know why Indie I is playing the Three Rivers Arts Festival. I think, yeah. Also someone that like I think they've like my collaborator worked on stuff at some point. But yeah, she was there and I didn't know and like I was walking past August Wilson Center when the concert was ending and I saw her and I'm like, what happened? happened. What I missed? And a friend of mine was like, Yeah, you didn't know and I'm like could someone have told me? Because I was off work that day, and I was still working. I was always working a lot. I was working night shift, and I was like, I could have gone. And Ryan is no longer friends with those people. I mean, I didn't <laughs> talk to him for a long, long time. I mean, I was like, yeah, we can be friends, but you have to buy me things. Right. Um, <laughs> so I got some dinners and some drinks. So I felt yeah, like I over make it. up for it. Yeah. Um, All right. Matt guys, has his iPad out. I so got the iPad know. out um, for this one. Um, okay. <clears throat> <laughs> This album is a beautiful fusion of funk, jazz, light funk, and neo-soul. And it, uh, and it is, explores a ton of different aspects about love. Mostly bad and ugly, but some good. The lyrics are very minimalistic, but they almost act as if they're a part of the music. The music on this album actually says more about the story than the actual lyrics do. It's hard to articulate exactly what that is and how to properly explain it. Um, I think that more people, like what you said earlier, Ryan, people are going to have different interpretations of what this album is, mostly because this album puts the music completely at the forefront. The music inspires the lyrics more than the lyrics inspire the music. If you want a great album to make love to, this will work. If you want a great album to cry over a lost relationship, this will work for you. Even if you want to just burn some sage, turn all the lights off and just meditate, this is an album for you. If you want to relax and fall into the music, if you want your romance with some shedding tears, Bitter is an album that will completely speak to you. Where's that from? This is something I wrote. Oh, um, this sounds like one of the many reviews that people had of right. it when it came out ninety nine. Also, guys, five stars. Really, I mean, five star album, guys. Yeah, my sec, the second one I've given. Yeah, so, um, yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. Wow, this has been something 
of a great time. It has something. <laughs> of a great time. Ryan, thank you so, so much, much for, for bringing this. No, us. thank you for having me. Yes. I really appreciate it. And I um, will gladly come back anytime to talk about her or any other artist. We will. We'll have you back again sometime. Yeah, it'll yeah. be a repeat guest. Yeah, uh, definitely. But this has been so much fun. I definitely, I love what you brought. This is. Uh, this is an amazing really album. Yeah, yeah and I was is. like, I was also kind of worried because I was like, there's so many albums that you could pick from. That's what makes this interesting. Yeah. You get one. <laughs> yeah, I get one. One album. All I right. Was, yeah, but, but also, uh, it was great because this is an artist I've never heard of. Me neither. Yeah. And I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of people out there that are going to feel the same way. So... Ladies and gentlemen, this has been been Talking Tunes with these two goons. You have been listening to Unplanned Comedy Pods, a podcast collection.